<laughs> Flight 666 makes its last trip to hell. H-E-L on Friday the 13th. <laughs> or is that? <laughs> oh, I just saw it on Twitter. It's hilarious. <laughs> Alright, now it's recording. You can talk your shit. We're finally recording. After me thinking we were recording for a good 20 minutes. You better keep all this in too. All of it. Every little bit. I want the people at home to know how I feel right now. <laughs> <laughs> he gave me a look that was just like if i could murder you which you can't hey everyone welcome to this week's episode of don't be mad podcast i'm your host matthew rivera and i'm joined today as always with my boy jason elias drinking out of a picnic electronic bullshit cup uh you know what you can if if you think it's bullshit you could give me back my drink and uh i said picnic electronic bullshit and i said cup that that's what i'm saying if, if, I, you, think, if you think the cup bullshit you could give me back my drink a posh you give back my drink how do you say it palantes how do you say, i can't all, say all i'm saying is if if you think it's bullshit you could give me back my drink i think picnic is bullshit i think the drink is good yeah you, you're damn right it is <laughs> you're, you're ready you're ready starting up <laughs> oh man what a week what a week well as you guys know last week we because it was thanksgiving we felt like uh we had a pre-recorded that we could just throw in there for you guys with our good friends jason and ash who told us about their event mutants back in action which is happening october 19th at the belmont get your tickets support is for a great cause we're trying to help out the kids man that's all we're doing we're trying to help out the kids mm-hmm. um the links will be up as usual again um if you haven't heard it listen to last week's episode it was really good a really good episode yeah and, and you know what like like I said, we're we're here to support them. They came to support us, and the end of the day, when you're doing something for a great cause in the city, we got to support each other. So, like I said, Mutants back in action. Check it out on Facebook. It's October the nineteenth at the Belmont at six uh, six no um, eight p.m. to twelve eight p.m. to twelve a.m. We're gonna be there. Mm-hmm. We'll be there. Come and check it out. Have a good time. There's gonna be music. There's gonna be fun. There's gonna be people that you love, man. It's just good vibes. It's gonna be a good time. We're gonna have fun. Yeah. So how was your week, Jason, man? How's things going? You know, you can't complain. Life, paying for shit. <laughs> you know, I'm being the usual broke. Well, I'm not broke. I'm just like, I don't like spending money. <laughs> shit, I'm broke. I, I, I personally do not like spending money, I'm, but I have to. I'm a Kanye skip, man. Broke, five broke. <laughs> shit, I'll, I'll do a nice stepping routine right here, man. I'm broke, five broke? Broke, five broke. We ain't got it. <laughs> No, but the week the week's been good, man. I can't complain. Uh, a lot of stuff to do with the, in regards to the podcast. You know, I'm I'm sure a lot of people saw the Instagram is up now. So Instagram is up. It's flossing. It's doing well. I've added the podcast to more directories, so you guys have a lot more choice on where you can get your podcast now. So from it's essentially everywhere in the world. So whatever app you use for your podcast, you can get it. And excuse the noise, like cups and ice. Well, stop shake. shaking the cup in front of the mic. Like, you don't hear my cup shaking in the mic? I do hear it. I'm just not saying that. Let, let, let me just tell you guys, though. We, we decided this week we want to have a bit of a looser episode. You know, like, I feel like the last few times we've just been the two of us or Jamali's been here. Like, we've been so tense. Like, everything's been tense. We've been hitting y'all with, like, some hard topics. You know, stuff that just, like, gets you riled up. It gets gets your, your motors going. You know, the, that fire underneath your belly type of thing. So, like, today we're just like, you know, man, we're just going to kick back. We're going to have some drinks. We've got the Yankees game going on in the background. You know, it's on mute because we don't want to disturb what we're 
we're doing. Mm. You know what I'm saying? We're just, we're just trying to have a good Friday night. You know, we're try, trying to kick. It's Friday the 13th. We ain't trying to get hurt. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, we're staying in. <laughs> we, <laughs> or scared of, like, some superstitious shit, like, what, Pennywise? Uh, uh, get us? Not necessarily, like, I'm afraid of me getting hurt. I ain't trying to hurt nobody. Oh, more okay. so on my side of things. Okay, I, get I get it. I get it. No, it's just a relaxed episode. Yeah, a lot of the topics from the past a couple episodes have been very kind of We've serious. We've been tense, man. We've been keeping you guys on your toes. So this is the actual don't be mad part of the podcast where you say that we're, we're probably going to see a lot of bullshit. Be, hey, man, <laughs> people, <laughs> as this rum gets deeper and deeper in the belly, man, sh- sure, I might just switch over to whiskey and let it get... <laughs> Nah, nah, don't go that hard, man. Don't, don't, don't go that hard. Not yet. Jason is afraid of alcohol, by the way, guys. No, I'm not afraid of alcohol. I drive. That's the thing. I'm the most responsible people. I've been driving people since college. Hey, man, I can get you a blanket. You can sleep on the couch, man. It's nah, all man. good. No, nah, no, nah, I want to go home. <laughs> I gotta wake up in the morning. I got stuff to do. Should we start with our topics, man? Should mm. we? Should we hit the stuff that we we listed out? Do you oh, want to yeah. talk uh, Tyrese and the Rock? <laughs> Fine, let's talk about Tyrese and the Rock. <laughs> All right. Prior to hitting the record button, I would say how uh, you know Tyrese is looking a little salty out there. He's looking like the bitter ex. No nah, man, you can't say that about Tyrese though. No, I, I, look, don't get me wrong. I like Tyrese. I think he's a good actor. I think he's an even better singer. Yeah, Tyrese is one. You know, like he he's yeah. given us some amazing music, whether it's solo or with a TGT. Like he's given us stuff that we can make love to, we can jam to, we can bop to. Like he, I give him that. I won't take any of that away from him. But how are you mad at the business side of what your franchise that you're a part of, not even one that you started, but a franchise that you're a part of has started? Well, I understand where Tyrese is coming from. If you, if everyone doesn't know, what happened is because of The Rock's busy schedule, there is a delay on the latest uh, Fast and Furious movie. And that's been making a lot of issues for a lot of people who are filming me. <laughs> I don't, I don't, but that's the thing. I don't think it's just the fact that we know The Rock has a busy schedule. It's also the fact that Vin Diesel said he needed more time to write. How many more scenarios is he going to come up with fast cars? You know, like he needs more time to write. <laughs> Literally said, so what? So the execs said, all right, if that's the case, we'll make a spinoff while you're making that, while you're literally sitting there writing the next Fast and Furious, we'll do a spinoff with Hoff. And have him do a movie with Jason Stram, who, by the way, has caught in zero heat from Tyrese whatsoever. Like, Tyrese is literally just, all of his attacks have been at The Rock. Hasn't said anything to Jason Stratham. Am I saying his name right? Jason Statham. Statham. There the you go. Why did I say you. Stratham? The alcohol has got Yo, I told you it's a loose episode, guys. When it's loose today. <laughs> loose like a goose. Don't get misstarted. <laughs> Statham. Okay? No, but I think the thing with Jason Statham is he's very flexible in his in what he does yeah because all he does is action movies yeah but he's upfront though with what his schedule is I think The Rock he has like so I know he's a big draw and everything I, I'm not gonna knock his hustle he's a big draw he's everyone wants The Rock in whatever movie that he, he's in I think the thing is he's kind of not doing it on purpose but it's like he's making it about himself and this is what happened before the last Fast and the Furious movie came out like when him and Vin Diesel got into it it's like dude you're like making this about you and it's like it's about everyone and you know that theme goes around in the movie as well and everything like that well look the way I see it The Rock is about him he's always been about him so when you bring him in to something that you're doing expect him to be the biggest thing about it now and look let's be real here 
before he came in, we we were at a point with these movies where we felt like, yeah, it's kind of at the end of its run. There's nothing really bringing us here besides uh, maybe seeing a couple new cars that we we know are going to be on the market in, in a year or two, you know? So besides that, it's like, yeah, you knew what you were going to get from these movies. You bring in The Rock, and now all of a sudden it's like, wow, like this is a guy who everybody loves to see. You know right away he's putting asses in seats in the theaters. So yeah. He becomes the guy. I've been watching Fast and Furious, I I think, from since high school. Yeah, literally from, from high school. Since high school. It's been, what, over and over 10 years? More, yeah, more than 10 years. Yeah, more than Easily that. over 10 years, because they have, what, 10 movies? Fuck. And I was like <laughs> saying to myself, like, okay, I, I personally thought they should have stopped Fast and Furious from the second one. They should have stopped it from there, because <laughs> Tokyo Drift was Garbage. miserable. The best part of that movie was uh, <laughs> Battle getting that ass beat. <laughs> The best part, like you could literally turn it off after that point, and it's like, yeah, you are completely satisfied. I pissed off myself for watching it con- through to the end. But I, I, I was like, come on, man! Like, where are they at? How many? They're going at nine right now. I think the next one's nine. That's too much, man. It's like how many more scenarios? It, it went from yo. They gotta get to Fast X Furious. It's it, it's like literally it went, that's the title, Fast X Furious, because it it's number ten. It went from tuner cars <laughs> to to bank heist now, and now you you bring in the Rock, who's a big action star, who's gonna draw in a lot of of that crowd, like that you know that yeah, big action crowd. I understand that you know you have a busy schedule. You don't you don't have to go with the rock with this. I know you, you're right now where the franchise is. You're going on ten, nine, ten movies. You you really don't need the rock anymore. Your franchise, your fan base is there for you. It's to not get that money. you need the rock. It's that movie execs see a new path to take this, and all they yeah. care about is the bottom line, which is the dollar, which I completely get. Tyrese getting his panties in a bunch that he turned down in the past the spinoff that he could have been a part of that's your you decided to fuck up your pockets in that way so be it yeah but i'm not gonna get mad at the rock for securing the bag yeah but now because of the rock you're playing with tyree like tyree thinks oh you're playing with my money now how huh because it's like we're waiting on you to do something tyrese is incapable of doing anything else while they make this movie tyrese can't put out another album Tyrese can't go on a tour. Tyrese can't sign another movie deal and do another movie. Like, why is Tyrese say, like? Is this the only income Tyrese has currently? From from what I've seen of Tyrese, I don't think he's a selfish person. I think everyone no, around, I, I think everyone, and I get that. I, think I, everyone, I, I 100% agree. I don't think he's a selfish person. I think at all. everyone around him. Like, I think he's an inconsiderate person because he feels everyone should work the way he does. The no, world don't work the way you do, boo boo. Like let's. Like Jody, let's get her. Let's get it straight. But I think I think with Tyrese is like everyone, like from Ludacris to Vin Diesel, all those people. They they have their like. Okay, we're ready to do this. We're waiting on this one person, and he's holding up everything, and we're waiting for this one person to hold for you know. But yet, that, there's only one person complaining that this one person is not there to do it when. Well, Vin Diesel did it once, and 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 now Tyrese is the second person to do it. And look. Like I said, when your biggest draw has the busiest schedule, you got to suck it up. You got to suck it up. Know. I'm sorry. He he is the biggest draw there. I, I, know. I know Vin Diesel is like the guy who basically started this franchise and made it work. RIP to Paul Walker. He's no longer there. The only other person who really has like that deep of a stake is Tyrese. But you two are not the draw anymore. 
You're just not. I don't know. I'm saying. And we can tell that they're not the draw anymore because The Rock is holding it back because he's going to make a spinoff because the execs of this movie that you want to have start right now are saying, well, you know what? He has a busy schedule, but we can open up our schedule to actually make a spinoff movie, even though he's too busy to make this movie. I don't think I, I personally don't think The Rock is good in his own like his own movies because he does very he does one off movies, I, I think. He does a lot of one-off movies. Nothing that that could establish a franchise or anything like that. I've never seen The oh, Rock. Of course. I've never seen The Rock do like a steady franchise um except for for this. This. For this. And, and look, he he's essentially taken this steady franchise and expanded it. He's expanded it, but for him to like have his own standoff in his own uh series, I don't I don't know. Um, like I said, I'm not knocking his house because I know where The Rock came from. Rock was he was dirt broke oh, yeah. his mom and stuff. Look, we like, we I get all it. know the story of The Rock going to the dude. U, going to the house. WWE. Like we all know his situation of like how he became who he is. All I'm saying is, when it comes to this movie franchise now, the people that are actually paying attention to this are these types: the types who are diehard fans who want another one to come out, and the ones who really don't give a fuck and thought the franchise should have ended a long time ago. So. It's really those two in between. But at the end of the day, when your biggest draw is somebody who was on the someone you had to bring in because you needed to revamp, revitalize your franchise. There's nothing more to be said now if his schedule is busy and he's doing all this work and you need him. That's all it is. Well, I'm saying is all of you make your money. Rock, Tyrese, both of you, you're like heroes from mine, especially The Rock from like growing up, you know, watching WWE. Like I loved, I loved The Rock when I was growing up and everything like that, man. Oh, Doing all his same, moves man. and stuff. I still love The Rock. Like I, I still love The Rock. I just think in this issue, in this circumstance, this issue is going on. I think Tyrese is a little bit more right, but whatever. Both of you make your money, make a lot of money, and have fun with fans. And- I ain't gonna get mad at The Rock for securing the bag, man. That's what matters the most. Mm-hmm. Now we also, oh, Jeremy Lin, Jeremy Lin, Jeremy Lin, and, and Kenny Martin, man. Oh, never in my life have I seen someone so politely, so sophisticatedly, with so much class, send so much shade. That's that Harvard <laughs> education, man. Oh, boy, man. That's Jeremy it. Lin lit Kenyon Martin up, bro. Okay, so for you guys at home who may not know who these two people are, they're both... Uh, NBA. Well, well, NBA. Kenyon Martin is no longer in the NBA. He retired. Yeah, Kenyon Martin retired. Jeremy Lin is still in the NBA. He plays for the Charlotte Hornets, if I'm not mistaken. And basically, there was a picture that came out where Jeremy Lin, who is of Asian Asian descent, had braids and uh, braids, dreadlocks, dreadlocks. Yeah. And uh, Kenyon Martin went out, put out a video where he was basically saying, you know, someone needs to check this dude for wearing dreadlocks. Yeah. He doesn't know where it's like, that, do, blah, blah, blah. does he not know his last name is Lin? And basically, typical nigga shit. Without saying he ain't black, he shouldn't be wearing it. He said he danced around everything that implies he's not black, he shouldn't have dreadlocks. So Jeremy Lin just turned around and, and said, you know, like I respect his opinion and I'm, I'm happy he spoke out about it and, and he voiced how he felt about it. But, you know, the same way I could wear dreadlocks and I see like you're, you have Chinese, Chinese tattoos. <laughs> You know, it's basically embracing the cultures and and us showing appreciation for each other's culture, which, oh, like Kenyon Martin, you should shut your ass up from beautiful. the start because it's like how you with Chinese tattoos talking oh. about Jeremy Lin about what he should be rocking. There, there was <laughs> no better clapback than a paragraph of 
polite, considerate. I appreciate your voice. And I think you're a great person. And the way he ended it too, where he's like, I had your poster on my wall. Like, oh. Jeremy Lin. Petty, beautiful. From what I see from Jeremy Lin, Jeremy Lin is like, he seems like a cool, I, I liked him since he was in New York. Well, I, I always liked no, Jeremy Lin. I, I like Jeremy Lin too. Jeremy and Lin. the one thing about this whole situation that like, I felt a lot of people jumped really, really quickly to conclusions was the simple fact that nobody actually went to, to Jeremy Lin to figure out what was going on because he had put out a, a few blog posts talking about his hair journey. So it wasn't like this is something that just came out of nowhere, you know? Like, we remember when Jeremy first came in, he had, like, the typical spiked-up gel mm-hmm. hair. Then he shaved the sides, and then he, he let was, the he hair— He changing it from, like— Yeah, like, he's constantly time. been changing his hair to the point where I remember the last controversy he had was when he had shaved the sides and, like, the typical hairstyle that most guys do, and, like, the top is long, but he braided the top of the hair, you know? Like, kind of mm-hmm. had, like, the double-braided Kardashian, you know, black girl look that's going it's on. It's not braided like Kardashians that. in this, man. We had a no, good thing going. I'm—, I'm I'm doing good, references that we, people will get it right away. We had a good thing going. On I'm doing <laughs> references that people will get it right. The double French braid shit that we've seen all of them incorporate into their lifestyle. Like, it, it works with the dynamic of the conversation that we're having right, right now, okay? Just, right. just let me speak just before saying, you. We had a good thing going. Yo, Kardashian. put your sword away, man. Lighthearted, bro. Don't be mad. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, like, he had the braids. and But the one thing that when it came to the locks, like, he had put out another blog post where he was just talking about how him, I, I believe it was him and his brother, like, they've been going through this hair journey thing. But when it came to him deciding to do the locks, he had went to his teammates of African-American descent to, to ask them, like, the best ways to go about it and, uh, like, how he can do it to make sure that it stays clean, it stays healthy, that it, it, it looks right. So he had his people that he trusted black people that he trusted give him the tips and tricks to get dreads so it's not even to say like he just did this out of nowhere like it, it was something that he has I, documented throughout I, the weeks i think Kenny martin what he should have done was like you know approach jeremy lynn on a personal level first you know go to him talk to him first see okay why you weren't why are you walking why are you rocking this well then, i feel the problem then, is everybody wants to react people are weak man it's a weak it's a weak society when people are weak and what makes Kenny Martin look stupid is because, like, Jeremy Lin is a, a Harvard graduate. He's not going to do something and, you know, you know, he's going to be like, oh, um, he's going to look foolish. If someone says something to him, he's going to he's gonna the one that's going to look stupid. No, Jeremy Lin, he's, he's calculated in what he does. Whatever he does, he does it for a purpose. He was very calculated with that response. does it for response. a purpose. does it for a purpose. He was very calculated with that response. He knew how to respond to Kenny Martin. And I'm sorry, Kenny Martin, but you look stupid as Fuck. Oh, yeah. He, and, and he that stupid. was a big thing because, you know, you had a lot of people talking about like this uh, cultural appropriation shit. And I'm just like, people like, stop throwing that word around, man. Like, seriously, especially if you're just seeing a picture and you really have absolutely no context, don't throw that word out there. It just it doesn't help anything that's going on right now. If you're just saying the second you see somebody who's not black or somebody who's not Asian, like doing something that is of a different culture and you're just like, they're appropriating it more often than not. We see a lot more appreciation these days, especially since people are so quick to attack. Yeah. Take some time, ask that person or get deeper context into like whatever it is, you know, whether it's like an advertisement you're seeing, or if it's just like a a simple post that you're seeing on like Instagram and Facebook, you know, like take some time, may do you some good to take 5 to 10 to 15 seconds 
to just get better understanding or shoot a message and wait for a reply before you literally just jump out the gate on Dude, on the offensive. It's the world we live in now. People want to be social justice warriors and uh, they just want to, you know, be the first one to jump out there and be right on something. And uh, Kenny Martin, you're fouled for that, dog. You should have talked to the dude first in person or had a phone conversation with him, not blast him on the internet or social media like you did. And he made you look stupid as hell and you deserve it. I'm sorry. <laughs> he deserved to look stupid. Yeah, man. <laughs> he deserved to look stupid. I felt bad for Kmart, man. I really I did. Man, I don't feel bad for him. I don't feel bad for I him. was like, boy, man, your soul just got ripped out of you, bro. I, I love Kenny Martin as a basketball player. He's a real good basketball player. And we know, yo, we know Kmart as a Goonie, too, man. <laughs> so it's like, yo, man, you got, yo, Goonie, you got sun, and you can't even swing back right yeah, now. Like, yeah. you got you to gotta eat that. Yeah, you got to take that L. <laughs> take that L right there. Just take it. Just take it. And, you know, no, just take that L like a champ, man. Take it in a stride. Yeah, <laughs> All right, what's our, what's our next, uh, you know, like, talking about cultures, we could go right into the Dove commercial. Oh, yes. I don't know what your stance is going to be on this, but I can tell you one well, thing. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I had a had a phase of this where, once again, sometimes 15 seconds of research could save you a lot of face. Now, I remember when there was first talks about this Dove commercial, all, they were, all that was flowing around was the picture. Mm-hmm. The picture of the black girl lifting her shirt up and then mm-hmm. becoming a white girl. Yeah. And when I saw that, I was just like, this is the most insensitive, the most unintelligent, just lack of understanding that any company can take towards representing any group of people in a soap commercial. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was my initial feeling. I'm seeing this picture float around. I'm like, I need to see the commercial. Yeah. Right off the bat, I'm like, I need to see this commercial. I need to really know if this rage needs to build because at first i'm just like i'm looking at the picture and that's fueling everything but it's a commercial like that's 30 seconds i gotta see it it was more of a 15 second plug where essentially the video starts you have the black girl she lifts up her shirt becomes the white girl then the white girl lifts up her shirt i think she becomes a hispanic woman when i see the the actual video now i'm looking at it like okay i i get why people were mad at like the black girl becoming a white girl but it's not like that was it they tried to make it seem like yeah. that was it. Whoever took the screenshots and then like made like the four square picture of like the black girl becoming the white girl really wanted you to believe the, like this is the commercial. The, the thing is, is that I'm not sure if this is how Facebook is kind of how, how however their ads run is they only show the white girl. And the, there is the video of the of the, the black girl turning into the white girl within that couple that little time frame. Yeah. There is an actual longer video with the one that you saw with the three females. Well, that's the thing because when I searched it, like yeah. like I said, I saw the picture and searched it right away. I didn't see any short video of just the black girl becoming the white girl. If that was an actual short video that was out there, yeah, it was horrible. It was a short video on 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 uh, Facebook for a little bit of time. Yeah, because all I saw was the the three women video. Whoever is their social media manager, or whatever that handles whatever social media when doing posting or advertising. That looked extremely bad. Oh, of course. And the way I one hundred percent the way I saw it, this can't be something in from the U.S. This has to be something in Europe, because Europe. I'm not not to insult anyone from Europe, but the way how it's advertised and how it looks to me, it looks something more European made to me. Especially after watching the full thing with the three women, it looks something okay. This is this is looks more European made well, to me. To what, I, I wasn't what, trying what, to figure out where it was shot because 
if it was shot in the U.S., it wouldn't have surprised me because either, just it, because of some of the insensitive things we've seen already where it came to uh, the Shea Butter situation that happened uh, earlier. I didn't see that one. Was it? I can't remember if it was exactly Shea Butter, but there was another commercial that came out with, like, women in hair. And basically it was like they're talking about the hair journey, but there was, like, no—the only woman of color was, like, a very fair-skinned woman whose hair was, like, very loose. It was curly, but it was loose. But there was absolutely no, like, women of color, like, dark-skinned women. So a lot of people were pissed off at, like, you have women talking about their hair journey, but the ones who really started the concept of hair journey, black women, aren't there. I can't remember if it was Shea Butter specifically, but I remember there was a lot of talk around that circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, like, it's those type of situations that come up where I'm just like... All I'm saying is... For for Dove, it, um, you need to, uh, and this is something we we study in school. Is like um, you know the emergence of uh, social media being a tool for all these media companies yeah. to like post that stuff. Yeah, you need to have editors and people like you know what, take an hour, sit down, review everything that you do, and Look, if you're not sure about it, keep reviewing it because right now I, I can save you. Yeah, I can save you on that. You don't need high profile educated editors. Every single company needs one black woman. Well, you one do. black woman. Well, in this specific that, case. In this specific case. In every case. Well, Because you know what? Black women will fight for the rights of women, of black people, of black women, of every other culture, because they just, they understand what it's like to constantly be put in the depths. You have one black woman there. Just one. Every time you want to post something or you want to advertise something, run it by her. Let her see it. Okay. Let her look at it and be the judge. And I'm not talking to Stacey Dash type, okay? Not those, not St- that type St- of black Stacey woman, Dash okay? is a coon. We don't want that. Not oh. that. I'm talking your Erica Badu types, okay? Your Indiaris. You need that type of black woman. No. Get, g- yes. Okay. If she... No, for a second I thought you said Lauren Hill. I'm like, no. <laughs> like, you need your earth style. No. Your, your her chakras are aligned. You know, the ones that... A look- woman who is in tune, someone who <laughs> listens to Solange and understands Solange. <laughs> no, okay? I was going to say something. You get that type of black woman in your office, you pay her the right amount of money, the money that she deserves, and you run everything that you're about to put out in marketing-wise by her. Whether a black person's in it or not, whether an Asian person's in it or not, whether a Latina person is in it or not, run it by her. Let her tell you if it's good or not. I promise you, everything you put out will be of worth and of standard and will be praised. Hey, Dove, what you do was fucked up, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what you do was fucked up. When I saw it, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> yo, Dove was out there like, yo, I don't know what we did. Yo, like, we messed up. We're I used, insensitive. Because I used Dove, I used Dove <laughs> men plus, plus care underarm thing. I'm like, damn, do I have to throw this shit away now? Yo. <laughs> like, this shit's good, too. <laughs> there's some Dove products I use that are just like, yo, I, I can't cancel Dove right now. <laughs> I'm like, I can't do this for the culture right now. You're I like, can't yo, do it. I'm it. hurting right now. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I want to be down with the cause, but there's some certain Dove products are working for me right now. I know, I know. And until they stop working, I got to keep it working. But yeah, no, like, essentially, you need to, whoever was, whoever was handling that social media thing. Oh, my God. You need to check yourself. Get because your shit in motion, man. Get your shit together. <laughs> Just like Summer, together. get your shit together. Put in the ball all together and get your shit together. How many weeks are we going to have to bring up this reference? I get love, your shit together. I love this reference. Get your shit together. We don't have like that Marty stop stop singing about Moon Men or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have anything like that yet. This 
it's a smaller story. It's not really that big, but we're going to mention it anyways. Netflix strikes a deal with Canada, $500 million. That's right. Um, essentially, it's a deal to, um, you know, because um, that money is essentially put into the Canadian economy to develop Canadian shows. To Because bring- Canadian shows <laughs> more often than not suck. Yeah, pr- pretty much. It's been getting better. It's been getting better. Yo, Mr. D's great. Mr. D's great. Love that show. Um, Orphan Black is was really good. Phenomenal. Murdoch is okay. Murdoch is okay. <laughs> no, it's not. I don't mind. I don't mind Murdoch. It's okay. It's. I'm not saying it's the greatest thing ever, but it's okay. But that money is essentially put in to build up the um, television in Canada. Yeah, and which is a good thing because I think Canada has a lot of potential in television. The problem is, is that film and television we have a lot of potential. A lot of potential. The, the problem with Canada is, is that they make good Canadian shows instead of focusing on making good television shows. Yeah. So, like, they would come up with stuff like Anne of Green Gables. I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? Do I care what you've been doing in, like, in, like... In, well, like- first thing I say is, uh, I know Heritage is gonna have a bit of stake in this $500 million deal with Netflix, and they're supposed to be producing some stuff, which is good. Like, we're gonna get some, like, good Canadian history projects going on, which I think we need, especially... With everything's happening now with the 60 scoop, it would be nice if we had some actual proper production to document this stuff and give a proper documentaries about the indigenous people who were taken in the 60 scoop situation, mm-hmm. which we won't go into detail today, but maybe next episode we're going to bring it up as like more of the situation gets developed since it's very fresh right now. But yeah, like I, I look at a lot of the things that could be Canadian production, Canadian television, Canadian movies, even like music and video i remember there was a time early 2000s where it seemed like as far as tv movies and and entertainment went canada was on a huge rise and maybe it was just because you know like much music and all that stuff was Mm -hmm. just really force feeding it to us but i mean you had like ytv had like such amazing production you know when teletoon came through like they had a lot of amazing things happening and it just seemed like at a certain point we became when we saw like the American entertainment kind of slide in towards more reality television, rather than us like continuing our television production and, and film and things that we were doing, we decided to follow them into that and we just completely turned our back on the things that really made Canadian television good. So I'm hoping with this, we get back to the things that worked for us, you know? Well, yeah, it's... Um... Like Netflix is a big part of uh, TV in Canada right now because a lot of people are cutting, you know, they're cutting their cable. They oh, yeah. just want to pay that eight, well, look, eight to ten. Especially with, for like, TV. let's say in Quebec, the two biggest ones, Videotron and Bell. Yeah, they basically hold the whole market hostage. You know, like Shaw is like a, a good alternative that's out there, but it's still run through those two major companies. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's really you don't have that competition that you get in the states where, you know. Pricing becomes competitive, which makes them try to give you content or give you options that basically work towards what your needs are and then give you competitive pricing as well. You know, when you look at both of the companies, their pricing is essentially the same. You know, like they'll give you that deal that lasts for like six months and then they jack their prices all the way back up to what it is. So it's like there's absolutely no difference in the two. The besides the interface that you get on your TV when you push guide, you know? I personally like when Canadian directors, Canadian talent evolve in good shows, not necessarily only, um, you know, 
Canadian shows that are Canadian specific. Yeah. We had the show called, um, like I said, Orphan Black before. We had um, Flashpoint, which is a really yeah, good show. That was a good show. And if people didn't tell you it was filmed in Toronto, people, no one, no one would have known. <laughs> and because well, look, everybody wants to show. come to Canada to film because it's cheap. It's yeah. cheap to film. I mean, Canada. like what they're currently filming the next X Men movie in Montreal. Yeah, in Montreal. They, they well, they always they film well, a few all, scenes. A few film, scenes. They film the all the Montreal, all yeah. the X Men movies in Montreal, essentially. So, but as far as like actual Canadian production, Canadian television, Canadian movies, they don't get the limelight. Yeah, and they haven't been getting the funding that they deserve. And I'm guarantee there's such amazing fucking like stories and shows that can be coming and, out. But we always seem to focus on like the same thing where it's like if it's not a CBC produced thing or it's if it's not a heritage. Same theme. Yeah, yeah same it's, heritage it's always like theme, we're yeah. going to go back in time to like the 1500s. We and don't want to like, see that anymore. I'm I don't, don't want to see you on a fucking horse and buggy. And, you know, <laughs> that's the reason. And that's the reason why. That's the reason why a lot of Americans like Trailer Park Boys. Dude, Trailer Park Boys Trailer is Park amazing. Trailer Park Boys is one of the, it, I would say it's the greatest, it's the greatest Canadian show ever made. It's one of the best. Because the Americans best. love uh, Trailer Park Boys. And, oh my goodness, it's every... Dude, like, it's just a bunch of people who are <laughs> drunk and high all the time doing that. random bullshit. Listen, if you want if you want <laughs> And every is, winter they go to jail. <laughs> this is this is the this is a, a little advice for me. If if you're like if you can't sleep at night, just go on YouTube and watch clips of Jim Leahy drunk on, on Trailer Park Boys. You will fall asleep no. laughing and feeling good in the Do morning. Do you assault if you have if you Canadian? Just go on Netflix, watch Trailer Park. Boys. Oh my goodness, Trailer Park Boys is too much. It I is such a great my favorite character is Jim Leahy because he's always drunk in the worst possible way, and the the actor himself, he's Dude, it's never all about bubbles, man. No, it's Leahy, <laughs> and the thing is, the actor who plays Leahy, he has never had a sip of alcohol in his life. So imagine <laughs> that performance. Yeah, he plays a good drunk. <laughs> that's the most hilarious thing ever. He plays a very good drunk. But but you know, but that's what I'm saying, Canadian. Instead of making sh- good um, Canadian shows, make have Canadians make good shows in general. This is the reason yeah. why Flashpoint and Orphan Black are really good because not people don't necessarily know they're Canadian. They just make really good shows. Yeah, and look, you know, I, yeah, I, like I said, man, it's five hundred million dollars that Netflix is going to be pumping into like Canadian television production. Oh, so, but, but to go into that because we live in Quebec, Quebec also <laughs> Quebec wants to have a tax on that money so they can they can bring Quebec money. Is dumb as fuck, man. We live in a very. But they can't tax it. Yeah, they can't tax it. We live in a very backwards province. If anyone doesn't know, well, no, but essentially what they were saying because it's not just Quebec because the Rogers Company wants to enforce a tax on it as well because they're basically saying like Netflix is coming in. With all this money being able to take production away from them. But if they were to put, if Canada were to put a tax on Netflix, then they would essentially have to put a tax on any and all internet filming or streaming. Streaming uh, services like Crave or anything like that. They would have to put a specific tax. Like it, it essentially would be putting this tax would be simply because Netflix came in. So they were saying like it would extend to like the Canadian porn industry any of like Crave TV, anything that's like uh, on demand, things like that, you're essentially putting this extra tax would be on top. So it just makes absolutely no sense that they're bringing it up and it's not going to end up happening. Yeah. So um, I want to actually bring up a topic. I'm not sure if you have it on your list, though, but uh, bring it up. There is a thing with, with uh, Uber going on. 
Oh yeah, yeah. So um, essentially, what happened is um, today was actually the deadline for Uber for Quebec to see if they were going to continue functioning in Quebec, Montreal, wherever in the province. So essentially, um, they're going to continue for now because um, can't hold us back. <laughs> what, <laughs> what happens is um, essentially the um, there was a cabinet reshuffle. Reshuffle. Uber's so, here. We have a new uh, we have a new minister of transportation. So he's a younger dude. He's he's thirty five years old. He's um kind of knows what's going on with our our generation, everything like that. So um, Uber decided actually to uh, postpone their um, the thoughts for leaving the province. I think that's a good thing because I think taxi drivers are pretty shit. Not that they're shit. It's just too expensive. It's not even that they're too expensive. Like I've taken taxis and. They've been trying to take detours. I, I I know Montreal pretty well. I know how to get around car with I got a car. And if I'm taking a taxi, I always direct the taxi driver where to go because I'm like, okay, I don't trust you for going this way if I was like to sit down. And the thing with Uber is, you know, Uber has additional security. If you take a wrong route, it's discount time. Yeah, maybe. that's the thing. And it's like, I know where I'm going. I know I'm going in Montreal. I know where the places are. And I think, I think that's one of the good things that I hope Quebec, you know, gets out of their backwards mentality and think, you know what, this is innovation. We need to innovate because if we if we don't keep up with the rest of the world, we're going to be left behind. And and Uber is Uber is the first step. There's Airbnb. Um, you never know. We might get Lyft. I hope Lyft comes. Oh, man, I, if we get Lyft, I hope Lyft comes to Montreal, but oh. I don't think that'll come anytime soon, though. But it all depends. I'll become on a Lyft we, driver if we get Lyft. <laughs> <laughs> I hope we get that, and you know all these new innovations. I think I'm not sure what Quebec is essentially afraid of. It's not know. even that Quebec's afraid; it's that the old money doesn't want to let go because they didn't actually invest in the new technology. But that that's the thing. When, when I saw taxi drivers and like, you guys were no, in this market for 50 I get, years. I understand the taxi driver stance because for them in Quebec, you have to pay, I think it's 100000 or 150000 for your taxi license. That's well, So I can understand them having a bit of a gripe that Uber drivers just have to basically well, that's, pass a checklist so that they become drivers of people. Like, I can understand that. That's essentially their fault, though, because they entered into a market that's a very speculative and a very... Yeah. They entered in a market where they know, like, you know, there was a limited amount of license that you can get, and the prices for the license would go up. Yeah. And the thing is, Uber was out... Uber came out... Um, I can't remember the year, but it was a couple of years before they actually established itself in Montreal. But, I mean, we've had them, what, at I three would years. say three, yeah, three, three four years, years tops. But they've been out of Montreal for a while before yeah. that. And I'm like, you guys had all this time to prepare for this. Like, how did you not prepare for this? And now that you're doing it, you're blaming the government, this, that, this. And no, you guys entered in the market where the prices were artificially inflated. Because they controlled it. They controlled it. And, <laughs> and like, listen. I'm tax, sorry. When, when I'm drivers, looking at fault. the... The, the ticker just go and whether the car is stopped or you're driving slow or you're driving faster and you're taking wrong turns, which don't help. And then in the wrong turns you're taking, I'm stuck at another light, which is keeping the ticker going. It's ridiculous. Charge me for the distance and then charge me for the time. That's it. I don't know, man. All I'm saying is... um Uber, I hope you stay because you're very, you're a lot safer. You have a lot more, you have a, you know, you can see your routes. You can see who the driver is. You can see the license plate. So much of these security features that taxis don't have. And um, you know what? 
Just keep fighting the good fight. I know I will use you. I have never used ever since Uber came. I've never used a taxi. I've never. Oh, me neither. I've never used a taxi. It, I've the only times I've used taxis is when like the surge on Uber has been like. Yeah, this surge is really ridiculous. Like pretty on much. Years. If I see like anything above one point eight. I'm not. I'm not taking it. Yeah, once once Uber surges, like on New Year's, especially ones that are ridiculous. Yeah. Okay, I'll take. And usually, what I'll do is like I'll I'll walk a certain distance and then I'll check it again. (laughs) But yeah, that's. But like like I said, um, Uber, continue your fight. Um, I'll support you, taxi drivers. You got to innovate. Yo, don't be mad. Supports Uber, man. I don't necessarily hate you. No better feeling in the world than waking up in the morning in some stranger's place and just being like, "You're about to see some chicks bed." I said some strangers' <laughs> place. Do not put words in my mouth. Okay? Do not put words in my mouth. Some strangers' place and just calling that Uber and getting up out of there. Who's the stranger? Let me clarify. Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I always get home safe. That's all that oh, matters. Man. But yeah, um, yeah, that's all that's all I really gotta say about Uber, man. Like you've got me home safe a couple of times. I am proud of it couple times let me tell you man uber has held me down in some ways I've, i even have some friends like i've made from because of uber well yeah you meet a lot of you meet a lot of kids like with Jay, like we were like if like some younger guys like i remember this one dude like we connect i was like yo like let's exchange info like snapchat everything next time you go out i'll hit you up next time i go out i'll hit you up and like we partied a couple times man like cool dudes cool people man you but mean- but I'm a talkative per- person in my Ubers. Like I, I like to to strike up conversation. If you got an aux cord, I ask them like what type of music they're into. So like that's the criteria, right? The the aux cord. Oh, dude! If you don't got an aux cord, you're already down two stars. Like that's <laughs> that's my rule. Like I you're you're judged on a very steep curve, man. Like I don't, I don't care. Oh, that's <laughs> that's harsh, man. That's harsh. Oh, I am harsh. Yo, if I get in your Uber. And you don't have an aux cord? Like, we can't converse over a shared interest in a type of music? Now what am I going to talk about? How hey. how the traffic is today? You know, at least put on some sports talk so we could talk about the Habs or something. Mm. Who are doing garbage, by the way. We'll leave that for another time. No, 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 no. I, I did that on purpose. Let's do it. Let's nah. talk about these garbage-ass Habs. Oh, I don't want to talk about the Habs, man. But okay, all right, let's talk. Yo, we've been putting off talking about the Habs for a while. We got to do it. We got to do it. All right. Let's talk about the match. I, I don't want to, but we got to. Okay. Oh, and just to let everyone know, we do have, um, we're going to have um, some guests for the Habs, like a couple of friends of ours that um, are really hockey fans, hockey enthusiasts, and Montreal Canadian fans that really have a strong opinion on the team. So um, how garbage they are. We will have them on in a couple of weeks, um, hopefully very soon. And they can talk about the Montreal Canadians. Um, currently, what are the Canadians? They're one in three right now. They're trash. Um, I think PK Subban has more points in the whole entire team. <laughs> which surprise, is uh, surprise. Which wouldn't surprise me at all. Look, <laughs> let me tell you something. I, I, God, I can go. Let me tell you something right now, okay? Okay. Let me pull this up. Can I tell you right now? I have a rant for our next game is tomorrow. Against the Toronto Maple Syrup. Maple Leafs, sorry. <laughs> nah, I, I'm gonna give them the respect. The Toronto Maple Leafs. I want the Leafs. To beat the dog shit out of us. So then heads will roll in the front office of the Montreal Canadiens. Well, I think that's inevitable. I think that's going to happen, essentially. Austin Matthews is going to have a career game. Kadri is probably going to piss me off because I hate his face. But he's going to have a great game as well. (laughs) Has will be lucky if they score one goal. 
Yeah, you know what? Prove me wrong, Habs. Please. Austin Prove Matthews, me wrong. Austin Matthews, Kadri, and Mitch Marner. Oh Prove my me wrong. But nothing I've seen from you guys lets me know that you're going to show up against the Leafs and do well. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. The team's too slow. The team's too old. Patrick is pure shit. We have no offense. And listen. We gave up offense for an illustrious defense that I haven't seen yet. Yo, this is what I always say. And this is why people think I, I hate on Patrick. But it's a legitimate hate. He be, he's a, he feasts on bad teams. He gets a lot of goals on very bad teams. He get a oh, lot. That's a he fact. Get, he gets a lot of open net goals, like um, empty net goals. I'm like, really? What pisses me off about? He's not that good. Not just Patrick, but the team in general. We like for some reason these guys love to pass but hate to shoot. Like watch them on power plays. They will pass that puck around. Yeah, for puck, twenty seconds. Puck moves, man, puck and then. Moves. Take the worst shot I've ever seen in my life. Because I'm they just, have no one to take the shot. I'm just like, once the puck hits your stick, shoot it. Like, you had... you had Watching watching Chicago play us, they weren't even on power plays. People who had no business shooting the puck are shooting the puck. Shooting the puck. You yeah. want to know why? Because you don't make shots unless you shoot the puck. Tips, you can get a random tip, you can get anything, nothing. Everything special happens whenever. The one thing that is guaranteed in hockey... If you shoot the puck, you might get it in. Might get it in. If you don't shoot the puck, you will not get it in. Why do I watch this team that consistently goes out there and decides, hey, I think if we pass the puck, we can get it in. No, you can't pass the puck and get it in. <laughs> this is what I witness. And then they're wondering, oh, well, we, we didn't generate any offense. You know, uh, you know, we were putting pucks in the zone. And, you know, we're just trying to dump and catch up to it. And we're playing the boards. You know, we're trying to get those. Screw, shoot the freaking puck. Yeah, that stuff doesn't work anymore. Okay. Like, the person you, the person who was shooting the puck before, this is this is the reason why Gallagher is not playing good anymore. Because Gallagher, I feel bad for Druin. Gallagher got a lot of his goals off PK's shots. Tipping yeah. in front of the men. But PK is not there why, like, I feel bad for Drew right now because, yeah, like he he's playing for his his childhood team, and I'm I'm glad you you got that. But your childhood team right now is really shit. It's been shit. Like the supporting cast really isn't there for you, and the people who should be there for you aren't doing what they're supposed to do. Mark Benjamin is garbage, and honestly, I'm going to tell you this right now: you got to trade Price, you got to trade Patrick. One of the two men get something for them because, especially, especially Price, because it's like, come on, man, he's eating up all your cap. Price is at the age right now where he can't he can't steal games anymore. Yep. He's not going to steal. I've been saying I said this two years ago. Price is slowing down, but he's not going to make you win games anymore. He can't steal games anymore. He can't do it. Well, if you look at he it, we're, it we're seeing teams that know how to do well against him do well against him. Yeah. You know, and like, yeah, like he's a great goalie, but once you figure out a goalie, everybody else is going to read the formula. And the biggest thing about Carey Price right now is he doesn't have the people in front of him to protect his weaknesses. The defense is, defense is pretty if, shit. If the, the five players on the ice that are ahead of him aren't there to protect his weaknesses, he's going to get beat every single night. That's why we're 1-3 right now. 
It is what it is, man. It's like people always think I, I personally hate on the Habs. No, I was at the forum when the Canadians won the Stanley Cup. Not it's, necessarily it's not at the a, fan. I was there. It's not the even playoffs. a matter of hate. It, it, we're critical to, of that. I went to see their games. I remember being at the forum. A lot of people today can't even remember being at the forum. I was at the forum. I saw games at the Look, forum. There's, there's absolutely nothing wrong with being critical of the Habs. Especially when they're shit. It's like people think, oh, but no, but personally, a lot of people think like, oh, I hate the Habs. No, I want the Habs to succeed. And this goes into my argument that the Habs, they care more about money than they actually do about winning. That's and that's I'm sorry if that sounds bad, but it's true. It's like, why doesn't Quebec City have a team? Because Montreal probably lose money from the province because it's like you take that one train that brings you from Quebec City to Montreal and you're getting all the Habs fans or whatever fans from Quebec City all the way to Montreal. I'm like, no, you're going to lose fan base. It's like, how did Las Vegas, uh, 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 a city in the freaking desert, get a, a team before Quebec City that has a stadium and everything, um, uh, arena already built in perhaps. It's like Vegas has money. Huh? Vegas has money. <laughs> so does, so does um, Quebecor. Quebecor is a, is a monopoly. No, I'm not saying they don't, but I'm just saying Vegas has money. Vegas has a lot of money. I'm, I'm, you're right. They have a lot of money. But Pelado who owns Quebecor. He is rich beyond belief. He owns Videotron, all that kind of yeah. thing. He has money. It's like, and to my head, it's like saying that, okay, there's no reasonable reason that Quebec City has no hockey team except for one, and that's Jeff Molson. He must be blocking from keeping them from getting a team because he's going to lose money. Hmm. Because ever since the, um, the Nordiques left, it's like, okay, I have a monopoly now. I can... I can charge how much I want for the stupid red seats. Have everyone crammed in into these uh, little seats where my knees are freaking hitting the other. Bring bed. back the Nordiques. It's like, come on, man! It's like you, you. I want the Habs to do great, so bring back the Nordiques. And this is the thing with Toronto, and this is the thing I keep saying with Montreal: we have no competition within the city. We have absolutely no competition within the city. We only have one major league professional team. I'm not saying MLS is not a professional team, but I'm talking about size wise. We have yeah, the hockey. fan base is not the same. We have hockey. That's the only team. We don't yeah. have a football team. We don't have a baseball team anymore. Look, even have... if the Expos came back, unless they were phenomenal, like it's not going to make a dent in anything either. And that's the thing. Because at the end of the day, it's like this city praises hockey. We we are religious about hockey. And they're going to pay anything to go see a Habs game. Exactly. They're going to pay anything. Even so, though majority of the seats are filled by corporate tickets. And that's the thing. And why, why would you give that up? So if Quebec City comes now, Montreal's going to be like, oh, we have to compete now. That's the whole reason why Toronto, as soon as the Blue Jays in Toronto started winning, the Maple Leafs was like, oh, Toronto's taking tickets away from us. We have to start competing. And look how Toronto magically in two years, they were, they were garbage for like 20 something years. <laughs> and, and magically in two years, as soon as the, 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 Maple, um, the Blue Jays, oh, Blue Jays, as soon as the Blue Jays started doing good, two years, oh, we changed everything around. Well, they had a big change also in... Uh... In the coach. sports management, no, like the whole corps that but owned still, all the teams. It's still Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment, same bullshit yeah, but people. But they just own it. they had a major revamping and everything from Raptors, Maple Leafs, and Blue Jays, and it shows because all three of the teams surged at the same time. My point is, is that they they have the power to make the changes. They're just too cheap to do it. Or they don't want to do it because they're happy with the amount of money that they're making. That's that's my point. And I'm like, Montreal, if the Expos were to come back and they were good, if another Quebec team were to come back and they were good, watch how quick Montreal Canadiens would start competing. Watch how quick it'll, they'll start we need, competing. We need the MLS to become a bigger league 
and the impact to just become that dominant force. Well, the MLS is actually on track within four or five years. To yeah, no, they're, they're going to do it. They're going to do it. Yeah, because they're, they're because growing. Soccer's the biggest sport in the world, and right now it's growing, man. Dude, growing. the MLS is it's it's entertaining as hell, man. It's like, growing in the states. I mean, it's, it's no Premier League, but it's entertaining as hell. Yeah, it's growing in the states, and um, except for the artificial feel, everything is okay with it. But yeah. well, <laughs> I, I mean, like, yeah, it's it's bad that they use artificial field. I understand it too because. Climate wise, it's not the not even that place. you can break your ankle very yeah no it's and not the ball is whole a whole bunch it's, of it's not a smart shit. thing to do I mean even for for football it's just not a smart thing to do but they do it anyway yeah it's stupid it's better as if shit. you use grass and everything like yeah. that all right but yeah I won't say as much y'all get your shit together I guess that was uh, our what are we mad about this week <laughs> I, mean, I, think, I think that's I, not even mad I think it doesn't make us frustrated. Mad. No, I think we're this is, gonna, this is gonna be a new segment. Get your, the, get, the get your shit together. Get your shit together. <laughs> the get your shit together segment. That's what we're gonna have. What actually makes us mad? We're gonna have something. Mark Brescia, get your shit together. Get your shit. No, he makes me mad. Get your shit together. He makes me mad. He's, he's he had his time to get his shit together. He's making me. We mad can just mad. couple it all together. This was our get your shit together and what pissed us off this week. Yeah. Jesus Christ, get your shit together. You're pissing me off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's what's next on, on the what's next on the docket? Eminem fires shots at Trump. Oh yeah, that's a big one. Look, I, let me start this off. Eminem, thank you so much for that. I appreciate that. We need more white people stepping up to the plate, telling other white people that they're fucking up and that they need to get their shit together. Bringing that up again, but. The people that are praising you in a way where it's as if you're the first rapper to open your mouth about this, they need to slow the fuck down. <laughs> Over a year ago, YG and Nipsey Hussle put out a song called Fuck Donald Trump. I blast that shit to this day because it's fucking phenomenal. We've had so many rappers come out and speak against Donald Trump, put it in their music. You know, Vic Mensa has an amazing album called The Autobiography that's out where he had a song in there where he talked about the issues that he felt were going on as well with this administration. Like there's so many artists who have opened their mouth about this. The fact that people are now championing rap and championing Eminem as if he was the first person to do this. And, you know, you had Keith Olbermann who was like, Oh, and over the last 30 years, I never gave a damn about rap. But now Eminem has made me a fan of rap. Like you took one of Eminem's worst freestyles ever and said, this made you a fan of rap. Like, you don't know shit, okay? And look, like I said, like, the message that Eminem was putting out was great, but that spoken word, that it wasn't even a good spoken word. Like, I've heard way better spoken words, way better rhymes from him. AI. You know, but overall, yes. Th- thank you for doing what you did. Thank you for saying what you said. It was great. Thank you for telling people who are fans of yours you're drawing that line in the sand. Perfect. Like, all of that was perfect. Everybody who was giving the white boy praise for doing something that black people have been doing for over a year, have been telling you about for over a year, have been warning you about for over a year. Get your heads out your asses. It's fucking I, annoying. I um, I guess that's is, what made me mad this week. Because I um, <laughs> I think it's there's two th- two thinkings to how I want to approach this. So one, I think it's important that what Eminem did good because. It's you great. See, it's a white person yeah. that has a lot of following, that blue collar people from 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 Detroit. Yeah. That who probably are some are some of them are Trump supporters. 
he's going to Especially get, when you have a dickhead like Kick, Kid Rock over there. Yeah, and he, they're going to listen to Eminem. They're going to listen to him, which yeah. is great. This, that's perfect. My thing with Eminem, though, is a kind of a personal thing. I never thought personally Eminem was that great of a lyricist. He has a lot of catchy lines. You might be on your own for that one. No, I personally, cause, because because <laughs> lyrically, who I think lyrically, I think of conceited. I think of Jadakiss. That's who I think lyrically. Who are these are rappers? I think I think um, Eminem has a lot of good punchlines. I'm no, not saying that's bad. I'm I'm gonna have to because I disagree see, with you on I this know and Charlie, leave it to the wolves for this one I don't because. Know, because Eminem lyrically, like he is one of the people who, as far as like when he had his own original, his own original flow, his cadence, he's come in like, yeah, like he you can look style. at the yes, that's good. Style wise, yes, but lyrically, he's there. Like he, he's not a guy that because gives you rhymes that are just. I don't want to say aren't easily interpreted, but he can make you think and give you multi you layers to I'm, the rhymes that he gives you, but, which makes you a lyricist. But, but me personally, when I see it, like the praise he gets for what he does, it's like, I, you're not better than Jadakiss. Well, I, in that last not, verse I'm, that he spit, I'm, he definitely I'm, wasn't. I'm not, I'm not saying that you're bad. I'm not saying Eminem is bad at all. I actually think he's good, but the praise that he gets compared to like Jadakiss or like Charlie clips. I'm like, wait, 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 <laughs> Dude, you're good. You're amazing, but you're not better than these dudes. And I understand. That's that's the only problem I have with Eminem. His message, his message, most of the time is very good, but the amount of attention he gets from his message, it's like people have been like yeah, you because said. He's the white boy that raps. That's the thing, and and that's the thing. I like the amount of praise and you're getting from your message. Like, come on, dude. People have been doing this before you. It's just because. The, the because you your your skin tone that you're getting a lot more praise from it. Come on, like Jadakiss and them have been singing what we've been singing for like for years, and it's like, and and that's my only problem with Eminem. But um, what what he's done, I appreciate. But Eminem, you gotta do you gotta do a lot. Uh, you gotta do a lot more than that uh, because yeah. Well, the, well, fuck, uh, the one fuck, thing I will say since his album is coming out soon. Hopefully, he does the same thing that Jay Z did, where it's like, you know, you're a rapper and like you're late. Is he late thirties or early forties? One of the two. He's probably in his forties. I really hope we don't get the the typical Eminem that we know, like the the character, the 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 nasally voice guy, the oh, you know, like the the comical Eminem. Like I want a more mature. Like what's happening today? What's happening in his life? Like really, just give us a feed of like his growth as a person. And I hope that's the type of music that he gives us. Cause especially with everything that's going on now and, and like the way we're looking at, at music as a whole, you know, like when it comes to our older artists in rap, I really hope that he takes the examples that we've seen a lot of these older rappers do where, whether it be like a killer Mike who we seen run the jewels and like the type of rap that they're doing, or you look at what big boy just put out, you know, you look at people like what Jay-Z just put out. Like, you look at some of these older artists. Even uh, Wu-Tang just put out a new album, you know? And it's like the, the content that they're giving us isn't the same old thing. It's it's from an older perspective. It's from, you know, like years in the game where we can teach the younger generation about what we've been through so that they can know the nuances of the business. But then on top of that, just give like real reflective life understanding 
as like an older artist, you know? I don't know if he can he can do that. I from what no, I've seen. I, I don't, him? I'm not gonna say he can. I think from what we we what I know of Eminem based on his music and based on the things that he's he talks about, I feel like he's smart enough to know that there is very much that avenue he can take where it's just him being responsible self, you know? Yeah, like I'm I'm not saying he shouldn't have any songs where he, you know, jumps back into more of like a comical, you know, like type of thing, but I don't want to hear him like let's say he's dissing like Demi Lovato or some shit like for what? You know, like mm-hmm. like don't attack any pop stars. There's absolutely no reason to do that. Like <laughs> you know, which was like a thing that he would, he used to, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's something anymore. he used to do all the time do like anymore. I mean, I don't get around though. If you want to take a shot at Taylor Swift, do it. I'm all for. <laughs> I'm all for that, especially after her her makeshift uh, formation bullshit video. Take a shot at her. But like, if if you're gonna take shots at like some of the younger generation, people like if I <laughs> with Sean Mendez, like if you take a shot at him, like it's gonna sound fucking cheesy as hell. You know, it's not gonna sound cheesy. It's gonna sound petty. It's like yeah, really? Are but you that's going what I mean. Like, it's gonna sound like cheesy, petty. It's gonna be like, okay, we get it. This was your old gimmick. Why are you doing it now? Because it's not gonna make sense knowing that yeah, you're an older artist now. Like. If anything, you should just be like guiding the light. It's not that even he was an older artist. He's an older artist that's been gone for a while without that coming too. up with anything. That so too. Like- so it's like a lot of the people that are are your fan base. And, but understand something. Even his last album that he put out was a multi platinum album. It's not even to say like his fan base isn't there anymore. It's still there. It's still there, but the content. You know, he is- may have lost a few with what he said about you know drawing the line in the sand about Trump. But fuck those people. He's if he was a five time platinum, maybe he goes down to a three time <laughs> because of what he said, you know, but he's still going to be a multi platinum artist. He's still going to be someone that I'm going to listen to when it comes out, because I just I like his rap style. I, I like his lyricism. So I feel like when his album comes out, it's going to I just hope that if what he did in the cypher, not not necessarily skill level wise but just message wise if that's what he is going to approach in his album i'll be looking forward to it pretty heavily mm-hmm. and i hope that's what he does i just stay away from the gimmicky shit stay away from trying to diss people that are pop stars or whatever you know hey, fuck all that shit all i gotta know? say eminem is um listen i hit your daughter raw if i had a chance that's all i gotta tell you jesus christ bro. i gotta tell you eminem hey he he went he went after everyone i'm going after him what do you want me to tell you? It's like you going after those deaf people in the metro. Whoa! 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 I have no clue what he's talking about, number one. Let me explain. Number two, whoa! What the fuck? Hey, once everyone's business is out there on the streets, you, you have to, like, go... Who's, who's, whose business is where? Huh? Okay, no, I was gonna, I was gonna say the deaf people in the metro. Allegedly, there's no allegedly. This happened. I was there. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're just you're, yo. What? Can I explain the story? It's a funny. No, you can't a, explain shit. What are you talking it's about? A funny story. Let me. No, explain no, no, the yo, story. yo, hit hit the button. Pause the shit. Pause, you out your goddamn mind. All right, I'll stop. I won't say the story. Oh, what the fuck are you talking about? I won't say the story. I'll, it'll come back another time. Get oh, your ass yeah. beat around this motherfucker. <laughs> you got your goddamn mind. Uh, <laughs> you better fall the fuck back. It's a funny story. It's not making fun of deaf people. Actually, it has nothing. Now nah, you do need with... to hold it down. You, you, it's just a funny. You need story. to hold it down. You, you talking too much right now. You need to hold it down. 
Anyways, people. Yo, one people, drink and you acting mad. Yo, dude, you I have acting to drive reckless, back bro. After. I'm not reckless. Yo, you, you're one drink and you, you being mad reckless right now. <laughs> no, it's just a. Funny you better story. hold the fuck down. It's a funny story. Get your shit story. together, Jason. It's a funny story. Get your shit together. My shit is together. Yo, you sure? Yeah. You sure? Yeah. You gonna have to hit pause, bro? <laughs> what the fuck? No, no, no. no, but going back to Eminem. No, 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 fuck. No, we're no, done quick, with Eminem. Quick, quick, quick thing. Right. I appreciate what he said. What he did is good, but I hope a lot more people from your race, especially white people, start, you know, waking up and start. Who's your race? White people. Oh, I'm like, yo, me? No. <laughs> what the fuck? No, I'm talking about Eminem. I'm, not, I'm saying, like, I hope a lot more white people, you know, you start waking up and seeing, like, a lot of this shit, it's 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 bad out here. It's it's really bad out here. And, like, Eminem is conscious, is conscious to it from, you know, where the people he inter- interacts with and where he's from, especially Detroit. So he sees it. I'm just hoping, uh, you know what, a lot more people, you know, you know, start thinking for yourselves and start seeing exactly what's going on because it's it's hard out here for people. And, you know, just having Eminem speak up about it, for black people especially, it it's such a help. Like I said, it's, man, such a help. It, it's great to have him do that. It's just don't forget a lot of people have been doing it prior to him. Yeah. So praise them too. All right. Let's get to the, the story that shook the world this week. Last story because... Yeah, yeah we're, this is going to be it. It's it's the only story that's left. Yeah. Harvey, you big fucking ugly piece of shit, pervert, monster, fuckface Weinstein. <laughs> Did I cover everything? Yeah, I guess uh, <laughs> that's, that could pretty much describe me. You know what? We knew Hollywood was a disgusting, devil-worshipping, fornicating... Don't believe in God, so you know they're up to no good well, industry in the world. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but Harvey Weinstein takes the cake. Yeah, what he did was, um, well, not what he did. You know what? I, I, I honestly can't be surprised about it because it's like, this has happened before. You want to know how I know we really can't surprised. be surprised about it? Because when Donald Trump comes out and says, I'm not surprised that he, he did all these things. Well, yeah, because he did the same shit. Too. We know you've been on record saying you grab women by the pussy, pussy and kiss them by the mouth. So if he's saying he's not surprised of Harvey Weinstein, none of us should be. And Rose McGowan, like, hats off to her for stepping up and really being the running force with the Rose Army right now. That's pushing this and making sure this investigation is thoroughly vested because we're getting all these stories about. We got the story from her. We had the the recording that came out where he was trying to coerce the woman to come in and, and basically stay with him for like five minutes before the some other person comes in he's just like damning evidence against this guy and he's guilty man whatever whatever yeah, he says 100% gu- and, and guilty the bullshit of him what going to sex addict rehab out of the country well no apparently he's still in the country oh he, yeah he's still here. He, he was supposed to go to Europe which honest to god I was just saying no if he's going to Europe it's because he's fleeing the he country he cancel his uh, passport as soon as that, was, that was it Polanski the other guy who did Ron that Polanski, yeah, yeah, Ron Polanski yeah Ron Polanski fucking fleed the country yeah. I was like that's exactly what he's doing he's going to a place where he's not going to be extradited and then we're never going to hear from him again but he ended up in a place in Arizona I believe which was like a pit stop prior to going to a rehab that is actually in the states but I'm like sex addict rehab no you are just a giant fucking pervert you're pig 
<laughs> no, you laugh, but it's true. But I'm not surprised about all this stuff because I've heard this stuff from from. No, I, I, and I'm not. I'm before. not saying it's a surprise I'm... either because it's it's just one of the things where it's like, you know, one of the things I've been doing lately is is having like deep conversations with women where I literally like ask them to tell me their stories of like things that have happened to them with men, mm. you know, and just like really just as much as they're willing to tell as as much detail as they're willing to give in, like just tell me about it for something that I'm working on in the future. And some of the things I've been told, like I'll be hearing these stories and literally like I'm like in their presence, it's one-on-one. They're telling me what's happening and I'm just infuriated because, you know, you, you hear of these situations happening, like whether it's on Twitter or whatever, it's like these, you look at them and you're just like, these are just such over the top like it's it's almost unbelievable that somebody would be so emboldened to do something like this but to actually sit down with someone who's telling you their story of like what they went through or what somebody close to them went through and that person confirms it it really just it's jaw-dropping it's it's like i said it's jaw-dropping it's infuriating and like you become so helpless in this understanding that People are so fucked up. Men in particular are so fucked up. Everyone's fucked up, man. That's uh, um, men in particular in this situation. Yeah. I, 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 in this industry, in this industry, I can't speak to anything else because I know in this industry it's it's a lot more specific. A lot more female artists, more female talent that want to get into that industry. So yeah. it's a lot more men controlling. So I understand. Well, yeah, you you have a lot of women who have come forward. Yeah. Like I said, you have. Uh, Rose McGowan, yeah, the was Gwyneth Paltrow. I think she had a story that came out as well. Then you had also Terry Crews, who on Twitter shared his situation of how an exact basically in front of his wife grabbed his genitals. And for him, like he was in a struggle where it's like, do I beat the shit out of this guy and then become hey, the black guy who beat this Terry like, Crews, rich white you? person? Or do I just suck it up because I want to work in this industry and I don't want to lose work? Hey, Terry. And it's like, Terry Crews is what? 6'2", 6'3", 260, 70 pounds? Oh, whooped his ass. Like, imagine someone being brave enough to walk up to this big old black man and grab his genitals in front of his wife. Hey, Terry Crews, you should handle your business and whoop that ass. But but you know what? I but that's the thing. Like I understand Terry Crews' position because he's looking at like I this isn't my world, but this is a world that I feel like I could break out in it. And because I don't know how mm-hmm. much you know about Terry Crews, but like I, I've I've seen a few interviews of him where he talked about how you know when he was first coming in. Like I think his major breakthrough was during uh, Next Friday, but. The only reason he had that breakthrough is because he was working security for that movie, and then they asked him to fill in for the guy who was in the, the original Friday. I can't, remember, I can't remember the actor's name right now. But he basically took that spot with him and Cat Williams, and like for the both of them, it was like they looked at it like, this is our one opportunity to make it work so that we could break out. If not, like I think they were saying like Cat Williams was homeless, and Terry Crews was literally just like working random security gigs to make money. Besides that, he had nothing. So I can understand, like, I don't, I can't say that it happened at that time because he never specified exactly when it happened, but it was clearly early enough in his career where he wasn't a person of notoriety that some exec felt empowered enough or, or brave enough that he could walk up to Terry Crews. Like, if you don't know who Terry Crews is, Google him right now. All I'm saying so is. So you can understand how 
insane it would be to walk up to this man and grab his genitals and then understand that somebody felt brave enough to do that to a guy like him. So imagine any woman in Hollywood in any type of situation that's particular to that. It, it'll fuck hey, with you. All, all I'm saying is is that um, Terry Crews, you should whoop that person's ass. I don't care if... Uh, if it's a breakout role for you, you got to keep your manhood sometimes because it's like, it, it goes to the whole point of like, oh, especially for black actors, especially it's like, oh, um, you could be a good actor. Um, um, we want you in this. We think, but you know what? We think it would be funny if you wear a dress. I'm like, really? No, and I get what you're and saying, that, but that, that's to the point where don't, don't like, judge, uh, let's say a 90s or early 2000s situations with a 2017 mind. It's not even 90s or 2000s. It's, no, it's no, been it's, going it's on, very, yeah, it's, it's been something going that's going on, on but at the same time, like you got to look at, at the situation of timing too, because yeah, something like that happens now, not going to fucking fly. Dude, I'm, even back but back then, then, especially for a black man in his position, no one's believing him. No one's taking your side. The second they see big old Terry Crews, He's in the wrong. He's fucked. And I can understand his feeling. And and then when you look at any of the stories that we've seen come out about the women so far, you got to remember, man, like we are not so far off from a time when saying the word faggot was acceptable. You know, like we're, we're really not that far removed from that word being acceptable. So imagine the position for women where women being treated like, a sexual object on a regular basis was something they had to literally just suck up. Yeah. You know, and, and if you look at like the Hollywood pool of big movie companies that make shit happen, it's not big at all. So a lot of these women have get put in that predicament where they feel it's a matter of my career or this situation that I just let slide, which is fucked up. You like, but you have to understand something with Hollywood, man. Hollywood is for the weak and the dumb. And no, I, I, I'm not gonna say I, that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that because it's you like, can say that. Like, I'm not gonna say because it it's like that. you you have to have some dignity about you, and this is the reason why Dave Chappelle quit his show because he was like, "Oh, you want me to do some shit that I don't want to do when this is my show." Well, no, he quit the show because he felt the message that he was trying to pray, portray wasn't being received, it's, and it still goes and the, the laughs same that he was getting was was a matter of it was it was just becoming a parody of itself, it's, and it wasn't a matter of the message that he was trying to put out. It still goes to the same thing. It's like, oh, you you want me to look stupid? That's essentially what it is. You want me to look stupid right here? You want me to to, to look foolish? I'm like, no, I'm not gonna do that for you. Yeah, you and that's what and that's people don't have. That that mentality in 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 Hollywood, a lot of people don't have it because they're like, oh, this is my big break. I can actually make money. They come from situations you don't know the situation where they came from. They could have be dirt poor. They have nothing. Yeah, but well, like, do that because it's, it's the only industry where no matter like you really have to be in that top five percent of of actors that are a natural grab. Like like we were just talking about The Rock, where you put his name on something, it's making money. Whether it's good or not, it's putting asses in the seats in the theater. So unless you're one of those people that can do that, you're constantly auditioning. You're constantly working for a role. You're, you're constantly trying to please whoever's making these things to think you're the one who yeah, needs to be in it. But so I can, you, there is a bit of an understanding of trying to keep the people who are the powers that be 
in, in favor of you. Yeah. But, but at the same time, when these people understand that and they take advantage of it and they do fucked up shit that now we're looking at Harvey Weinstein, like you have all these people like look at Ben Affleck who when when the story broke had the balls to go out there and and condemn him and saying like it's disgusting what he did, but then right off the bat, Rose is looking at him like, Yeah, I told you about what happened and all you said was, God damn it, I told him to stop doing that. And then all this shit comes out about him where he had the TRL situation where he grabbed the woman, woman's tits. And then he had another situation for the Montreal interview he had where he was literally like, had, he looked drunk as shit. He had the girl on his lap and he's oh, like... But him and that girl have been friends for like over like 20, 20 15 years. And yeah, been, that, they, that's not an excuse. They've been actually... No, they're actually friends yeah, that hang out. what he was saying, like, oh, this would be better if your shirt was off. Saying, "Oh, why don't you take your shirt off?" And being oh, because because like, I know he personally knows her from years before. It doesn't too. matter. It doesn't matter. It's completely inappropriate. Mm. It's com- which is why it's an issue. Maybe it's completely in, in a professional inappropriate. setting. You're right. It's inappropriate. yeah, one hundred percent. It's inappropriate. If that's something but that I think in the personal you and if you and her joke about that privately, and that's a joke between the two of you, so be it. But when you're out there promoting a movie, and this is what you're doing in front of cameras, that's completely inappropriate. That's not something you do when you're in promotion of a movie. Oh. Telling her to take her shirt off, like, oh, it would be better if your, your tits were out. There's like, that's fucked up. There has been worse. And then me. making jokes about, like, retarded people and saying, he's, uh, like, it, it's fucked up, man. Well, I don't know about the retarded thing. I have no idea about that. I, wa- I saw the video. That's why. It's not a good look at all. I have no idea about that. You know, and, and like, the floodgates are fucking opening now because you even had the situation with uh, Jason Momoa, who was on the uh, Game of Thrones panel, and he they asked him a question of, like, what was the best part of, like, your filming on the show? And he was like, oh, I got to rape beautiful women. Like, that's literally—but <laughs> what, what was disgusting about that is, like, he says that, and then people are laughing. It's funny. It is funny. No, it's not funny. To me, it's funny. It's not—like— Somebody asked you, what was the best part of filming a show? And you say, I got to rape beautiful women. That's funny. Because you have to take the context of what the show is. They they promote that stuff. And that's, and that's, and that is the point what I'm trying to make here. It's like a lot of people do shit. The show didn't promote rape. Listen, but listen to what I've been saying. Because a lot, this is why I say Hollywood is for the weak and the dumb. Because a lot of people would do anything to be famous. A lot of people would they would sell their soul to be famous. And what Game of Thrones does, I've I've personally haven't seen it. Stay tuned for for watching a couple of seasons. I a lot of people what they do for Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones promotes gratuitous sex scenes and all that stuff. It's over the top sex scenes. You see a lot over the top killing. It's over the top everything. And that's as like, somebody who's actually seen the show, read the books, knows the story. Does no, Game, it's not. Does Game of Thrones need to have sex to be good? It doesn't need to have sex to be good, That's but it pro- has sex as a part of the storyline. Does it need to? Ha- does it need to be part of the storyline? Yes, absolutely. Yes. Do you need to see as girl- somebody who's do read you, the books? Do you, yes. No, I'm not talking about the books. I'm talking about the TV show. Yes. Do you, do you need to see Jon Snow fucking whoever girl? Do you? Do you yes. have to see that? Why? It's part of the story. Why do you have to see it? It's part of the story. It doesn't story. matter if it's part of the story. There's a lot of stuff part of a story in in Lord of the Rings that's not in. The so book, we're just supposed to omit shit because you're little Christian hearts can't take it. It has nothing to do with Christian heart, but not, now you're, but they're not promoting rape. It's not, it's, but what does the show, what does, what does the Nor, show show? He, he you're shows not them promoting getting, rape. It's not promoting rape, but he's they're Me, showing them getting raped. Keeping right? in mind, the person that his character was having sex with was his wife. He did it in a brutal way, 
But for him to go on a panel and say, oh, the best part of my my character and my filming was that I got to rape beautiful women. Isn't that what he did in the, in the show? You're missing the point here. That's the point. Though. To go on a panel and say the best part of this show for me it sounds was to bad. rape yes. beautiful women. It sounds bad. No, it's, it sounds bad because it is bad. But that's what happened. That's what it is. That's the best part for you. That's not no. That's not the best part. Same f- but for him, for that's him, the that's best his own part. personal part. But is that what happened though? That's what I'm trying to tell you. Is that it's what happened? One particular scene in but every and ha- all the scenes he shot, it happened. was one scene. He literally took one scene that he had, but it, of all the scenes he's had, and said that was the one, best thing. It doesn't matter if it's one. No, or it does matter. It's a matter of what. It or does. It happened. Like I said, you haven't seen the show yet. So but watch the show. I'm not. It has nothing to digest it and understand why people were like, "That is the most fucked up thing you say." And then the people who are laughing about it, it's like you're all fucking disgusted. But it's ha- it happened. It's it's not. But it's, understand. It happened. He's on a panel See, and he says the best part of me being on the show, my character and everything. Whatever. Was he, me. Listen to what I'm saying. Listen to what I'm saying. It's one scene. Okay. One. Okay. One, Jason, two, listen. Three, it's five hundred. Doesn't matter. What he references as the best thing he got to do as this character is one scene okay. of all the episodes he's been on the show. Okay. That's disgusting. Okay. It's one scene. If it's one, two, three, five hundred, doesn't matter. But it, now you're sitting here saying happened. the show promotes rape. And, I didn't and say that. I said. That's literally what I you didn't, just said. No, I said, what did it show? Did he not rape someone in the show? It happened. It doesn't mean the show is promoting that you're raping someone. It happened. So what do you want him to say? If it sounds funny, if somebody asks you what's the, what was the me. best part of being this character and filming this character, rape should not be the best part of it. Is that the scene he did? It was one of the many scenes. Is it the scene he did? But I didn't that's say what I'm saying. One of the many. I said, rape, is it the scene? If you are happy to glorify rape, be on the side. That has nothing to do with glorifying rape. There's a lot of people. You think Pennywise? You think oh the best thing. He ever? literally said the best part of this character was the one scene where he had a four sex scene. So what about the scene where Pennywise said, "Oh, the best scene where I get is where I get to kill a kid." That's fucked up. Do you think that's right? That's fucked up. But do you think that's right? No. So why did you? Why would you praise the movie? I didn't praise it. I didn't even see it. But it's why would you praise? But that's that's my point. Everything it, it's not everything for everyone. This is what happened. It's happened. It's part of the movie. It doesn't mean that you're promoting killing a kid. It doesn't mean that you're promoting rape. This is what happened. If you particularly like that scene for whatever reason, how is saying it's happened? He's the not- best part of being Cal Drogo was raping beautiful women, not promoting rape. It's not promoting because that's his best scene. That's what that's what his scene, what he had to do in the movie. How is that not promoting rape? Because, oh, my best scenes were like raping women across the land. I wish I could do it more. He didn't say that, did he? And you you just said one scene. You specifically yes. said one scene. So one he's not promoting it. Everything he's done is the one he's promoting. So he, he's he literally said his favorite part of being that character was raping beautiful women. That's the one scene. And you specifically said, oh, that's one scene. I'm like, and I'm telling you, it doesn't matter if it's one, 200. And I'm it's telling you. that happened. It's which is exactly happened. why he went out and, and went and did his apology saying like he should have never said that it was in bad taste is because it was a stupid fucking thing to say. And it was disgusting because he's promoting rape. 
That's not promoting rape, man. It's not promoting. Then he rape. shouldn't have apologized, but he already did. Because if if it's promoting rape, the whole show should be out of TV. Because that's what they show. They show over the top sex scenes that does not need to be. Yeah, there. they show sex scenes. They had once. They've had a few scenes that are like does it brutal need to be there for those characters that are just brutal fucking does people. It, does, does yes, it need to be there? for the story. Yes. No. Because it's in the fucking story. <laughs> no, because dude, I can say my. If you were doing an say, adaptation of a book. You put what's in the book on screen. No, you adapt. You adapt for your audience, and if you really care yeah, about yeah, an adapt. HBO audience, which is known Doesn't to keep matter. what's in the books, because all their biggest shows are based on books, they keep what's in book on screen. This is what they do. Doesn't matter though. Because it's a mature audience, but for you to go out there on a panel and promote rape, it's not promoting is disgust. rape. Yes, it is. It's not promoting. He's. Like, I don't know how you're defending a guy who went saying, out on his own and said what he said was stupid. He's like, oh well, you know, I'm raping girls over and over. So, you know, that's the best scene. I keep doing it every day. That's that's yeah. And then rape. he came out and said what he said was stupid. He should have never said it. Because and you're sitting he, here, prom- you're defending him. I don't know how. I'm not defending him. I'm just saying he did that scene. And like, how could you? Guys, yes, he did do that. How scene, could you but praise? You you're saying that, what him promoting it is good like no it's not but how could you say a, a show that habitually shows this stuff no it doesn't habitually show it does. like i said you haven't watched the show there's sex- how can you say it does how can you say it does when you haven't watched the show does the show need sex scenes to be successful have you watched I'm the show? I'm asking a question. Does I'm telling sh- you, watch the fucking show before Does you tell me what it needs. Does the show need to be have sex scenes? Jay, I'm not going to argue in circles with you. You've seen it. I'm asking you the I, question. And I told you, everything that they had in book, they put on screen because it needs to be there. Why? That's what I'm telling you. And why? Watch the show. What You're supposed to tell me the answer. Why? Watch the show. I you can't tell it. you why. You've seen it. So you can tell me why. Why does the sex scene need to be there for the show to be successful? Why? Because it's part of the story. So because it's part of the story and because what, and now you're saying he said what he's saying because it's his part of his story. And I'm and telling you, wrong. he went out, said something stupid, got the backlash for it, apologized for it because what he was saying was promoting rape. I don't think you're arguing no. with me and the guy who literally went out and apologized no, for it. What he's, Why are you arguing this? What he's, what he's saying is that people took it the wrong way for a show that does sex scenes consistently. And even though I, I even though I haven't seen the show, like obviously I know what's going on in the show. It's it's like, like the I said, Walking I'm not Dead. gonna argue circles it's, with you. It's like The Walking Dead. I don't need to see I don't need to know that people's heads are getting cut off when I know people's heads are getting cut off in the show. It's like I know it. Come on. This isn't Disney, I'm not gonna argue circles. It's not with you. Disney, it's the truth, dog. You can't you can't use two things that make two different points and come back to say he's promoting rape. I haven't rape. made two different I made my point You're saying he's promoting clear. rape. No longer You're saying he's promoting rape in a show that shows overly gratuitous sex scenes that does not need to be there for a story to make to be any good at all. You don't need that. You don't Look, need if it. you don't want th- that, watch ABC, man. That's an excuse. You're you're it's not you're, an excuse. You're skirting I'm over. not arguing circles. You're deflecting with because you're not answering the question. No, like, I'm not deflecting. I'm just not going to argue circles. To with saying you. that you need oh because uh, the sex scene has to be there because of the story. No, it doesn't. It really I'm not doesn't. arguing circles. It doesn't. That's like uh, like saying oh does Daredevil does Daredevil have to wear a blindfold? No, he really doesn't to make the show good. That the show has is good nothing to do with what we're talking about. But move on. But it makes sense, dog. It makes sense. I'm not arguing circles. What's next? It's not circles. It's facts. what's next. That's it, man. That's it. That's it. Great way to end the show. Hey, man, I'm giving you facts, man. I'm giving you facts. People at home, please fact check him and uh, send it all to his Facebook, his Twitter, and his email. Hey, that's fine, man. Send it to my Facebook. They know what it is. It's like, what are they going to tell me? Like, Tell him everything. Yeah, you need to have sex. I have nothing more to say. You need to see a girl get raped for the I story. I have nothing sense. more to say. They'll tell me that, right? Guys, it was great. Yeah, that's what I'm telling you. <laughs> it was great. Hey, man, all, all I'm saying is, 
is that when it goes back to Harvey Weinstein and stuff like that, people who who are in Hollywood, I'm not sure if you guys listen to this or not, whatever. Listen, you guys need to have a backbone and stop doing stuff because it's going to make your career successful. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying is you don't need to do anything that you don't want to do. It's like, like I don't care if you say, like, "Oh, that's my big brain. I can make millions of dollars." Like, are you gonna suck dick for for? Oh, I can make millions of dollars if I suck this one dick. No, please, man, have some dignity for yourself. Have some backbone for yourself. It's like, what are you going to do? Have a spot. This is one of those moments where I wish you, we had the video recording. Hey, people will tell you that, so you could see my face. What would you have? Would you rather? Would you rather have dignity? I just wish you guys could see. Would you rather have dignity in yourself? Face. Would you rather have dignity oh, in yourself? We are completely off the rails. And it's not. It's the truth, dog. Oh my god. I'm a, any, anything I'm saying that I'm lying about? I'm never giving Jason alcohol again. I'm. A, I'm just, it has nothing to do with alcohol. Would you suck dick to be famous? That's the question. Yes or no? Oh my God, Jason. I could answer the question. The I would say no. And I would say no. There you the go. Show. I would say no. And the show. That's easy for me to say. Thank you very much, everyone. <laughs> Just That's end easy the show. for me to say. Thank you very much. Yo, we're done. We're done. We're done. <laughs>